1: Today is Saturday, March 7th, 2020. On this day in 1826, 15-year-old Ellen Turner was abducted in a forced marriage plot intended to swindle her family out of their fortune. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast Original. Today we're covering the abduction and forced marriage of Ellen Turner by Edward Wakefield, a 30-year-old aspiring politician with designs on the Turner family fortune. Let's go back to a ladies' boarding school in Liverpool on Tuesday, March 7, 1826. Lessons hadn't yet begun when Ellen was summoned from her room. She was told that the schoolmistress, Mrs. Dalby, needed to see her immediately. When she arrived at Mrs. Dalby's office, Ellen was surprised to be introduced to a Mr. Edward Teveno, ostensibly a new servant of her father. Ellen was the only child of William Turner, a businessman who owned several factories and a great fortune. By all accounts William was progressive and intended his daughter to have the best education possible to that end she was enrolled at a ladies boarding school in Liverpool instead of being educated in the family home in Shrigley it was from the Turner household that this stranger Mr Tevino had been sent Ellen listened as she was told her mother had taken ill and that Ellen was to be brought home at once Ellen was an even-tempered and bright young woman and agreed to go as summoned. She was bundled into a waiting carriage and spirited away from her school. After traveling for some hours, the carriage arrived at a hotel in Manchester, where Ellen was introduced to 30-year-old Edward Gibbon Wakefield. Edward told the teenager that he'd been sent to escort her to her father, To Ellen's relief, Edward also revealed that her mother's illness had been a ruse and that all was well. The pair set off from the hotel to the city of Carlisle, where they were joined by Edward's younger brother, William. Along the way, Edward made conversation with Ellen. It seemed that the two enjoyed each other's company. As they stopped at roadside inns, witnesses reported that the young woman was in good spirits and eager to spend time with the handsome Edward. A ways into their journey to meet with Ellen's father, Edward confessed something darker was afoot. As Ellen listened patiently, he revealed that the collapse of the Ryle and Dainties bank had almost ruined her father. Ellen had heard about the financial catastrophe already and accepted the story readily. Edward went on to share that his own uncle had lent William Turner £60,000 following the bank's collapse. For collateral, William had signed over the deed to the Turner's family home in Shrigley. Soon after this loan, the Blackburn Bank had failed, leaving the Turner's finances decimated. Edward then explained that Ellen's parents could be evicted by Edward's uncle at any time, leaving them destitute. But there was a way out. If Ellen, her father's sole heir, was to marry, then the Turner home would pass on to her husband instead of into the hands of the family's creditors. Generously, Edward offered to marry Ellen to help her save her family from complete ruin. It took only a moment's reflection for Ellen to agree. Thinking of her father and how he doted on her, she was eager to repay his love with a selfless act. Though it may not have been entirely selfless, Ellen was quite taken with her striking suitor and the thought of marrying Edward delighted the 15-year-old. Happily engaged, Edward and Ellen made for the Scottish village of Gretna. Just over the Scottish-English border, Gretna was a popular locale for runaway marriages. The Hardwick's Marriage Act, which made underage marriage illegal in England, did not apply in Scotland. Many a young couple had fled to Gretna, where a local could be paid to quickly marry the lovebirds before pursuing families could prevent the nuptials. However, there were no concerned relatives in Edward and Ellen's wake. They arrived in Gretna some 36 hours after Ellen had been spirited away from her school and were soon after joined in legal marriage. Coming up, Edward's true intentions spill into the light and the chase begins.
0: This episode is brought to you by Rakuten.
1: On March 7, 1826, 15-year-old Ellen Turner was abducted from her boarding school under the pretense that her parents were facing financial ruin. Her abductor, 30-year-old Edward Gibbon Wakefield, suggested that the only way her parents would avoid losing everything was if she married him, so Edward could take possession of the family home before creditors could. And so the pair were married in the Scottish village of Gretna. Ellen didn't know it, but this wasn't Edward Wakefield's first runaway marriage. 10 years earlier, in 1816, he had similarly eloped with 16-year-old Eliza Paddle. Just as with Ellen, Edward quickly married Eliza after he'd taken her from her loved ones. When news of the marriage had been relayed to Eliza's family, everyone agreed that the pair seemed deliriously happy together. Eliza's late father's estate began to pay the couple £600 a year, and Edward seemed content. When Eliza died in childbirth four years later, Edward was devastated and took years to fully recover from the loss. By 1826, however, he'd moved on to a new goal, acquiring a seat in the British Parliament. And for that, he needed money. The best way to acquire it seemed to be a rich wife. As the newlyweds arrived in London, Ellen still had no idea that her husband had lied to her. Her father was in no financial trouble, The last three days had all been a ruse to trick her into marriage. With Ellen as sole heir to her family's fortune, Edward hoped to receive another handsome income from his second wife's estate. To that end, he sent a letter to Ellen's parents, informing them that he had married their daughter. The marriage was certain to cause a public scandal, and Edward was banking on the Turners going along with the marriage and keeping it quiet in order to avoid embarrassment. He told his new in-laws that he was taking Ellen to France. But William Turner wasn't going to let his only daughter be stolen away from him, When he discovered the marriage, he sent his brother, his lawyer, and a police officer to France to locate the couple. It didn't take long for the news to appear in English papers, erupting into the scandal Edward had anticipated. Editors uncovered Edward's past runaway marriage, further fueling the public's interest in the gossip. Some speculated that Ellen must have had a hand in planning the marriage prior to her abduction. Many believed it was another case of a spoiled young woman, besotted, and in no temperament to be denied her lover. While the news kept people talking in England, Edward and Ellen were tracked down at a hotel in Calais. There, Ellen was finally told the truth about Edward's plot. The teen was quick to denounce her husband, and despite Edward's protest that they were legally married, Ellen's uncle escorted her home to England. Edward and his brother were both tried in Lancaster for the abduction of Ellen Turner. Interestingly, in 1826, the abduction of a woman was only illegal if she stood to inherit a fortune. If she came from a family of little means, there wasn't much that could be done, and according to many historians, few wealthy families would have fought such an abduction, preferring to accept the marriage instead of facing a scandal. At the trial, Edward and Ellen both told the story in their own words, through extensive testimony, At the end of the trial, Edward and William Wakefield were both sentenced to three years in prison. In the period that followed, Edward and Ellen's marriage was annulled by an act of parliament. Both parties had sworn that the union had never been consummated. By 19th century standards, Ellen's virtue was intact. Two years later, 17-year-old Ellen was married to a wealthy neighbor, which was considered a much more suitable match. However, her happy life was cut tragically short in January of 1831. She died during childbirth at the age of 19. After his release, Edward Wakefield dedicated his life to prison reform. He was also a key influencer in the colonization and development of Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. So great was his post-prison success that his abduction of Ellen Turner became little more than a footnote in his life story. History, it seems, cared more for his greatness than for the wrong done to a trusting teenage girl. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll probably like ParCast's other show, Hostage. We cover the thrilling, sometimes deadly consequences of kidnappings, ransoms, and high-profile hostage situations. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals like Today in True Crime for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast. Parcast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Carrie Murphy, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Aaron Larson, and Paul Mahler. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Joel Callen, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson.